Welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Insiders Podcast. It's time to learn from Ryan and Lucas how to become a short-term rental property host and start a successful vacation rental business. Get ready to learn and be the best host you can be. And now your hosts, Ryan and Lucas. Hey, this is Ryan. This is Lucas. Hey, welcome back to another episode. Today's topic is events, parties, and I guess weddings too. They're kind of all the same thing. So it's like birthday parties. Yeah. Big old events and parties. Do you host them? Do you not host them? Is it a good idea to host them? Is it a bad idea to host them? Um, I'll just tell you straight up. I, I don't allow events at my my units. There's a good reason for that, though. Uh, I just simply don't have the space. <laughs> Nobody's going to come to Minneapolis, Minnesota and rent a two-bedroom unit, which most of mine are two-bedroom units. Um and say, well, I, I'd love to host a wedding in the backyard. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, now, you, on the other hand, you have larger, what, three? And you have, you have some four bedrooms, right? Yeah, I got Okay, some so you got some larger units. Big units. Um, do people ever ask you in these luxury condominiums to use, like, the community room, for instance? I do get asked to use the community room. Um, a, a common request on Airbnb that immediately gets shot down by me is, can I have my wedding there? Um, in got, the community room? Uh, not in the community. Well, they want to use the community room as like a reception area, but then they want to go out on the beach or the back <laughs> patio deck to have like their wedding. Um, that request is, it's not like an often request, but that's probably my most often one that I get. Um, and that's probably happened 10 or so times. You know, we have a public beach, so you can't just You can't, like, you can't regulate the beach. You can't that's regulate not the you, beach. That's and, not, you're and, not the police yeah, of that. And our condo association is not going to let you use the whole back patio deck, you know, right. for your, for your wedding. Right. Um, the one thing that they will let you do is... To be an authorized guest means that you have uh, permission to be in the building. You're staying in one of the units, right? An unauthorized guest is somebody that, you know, maybe is staying at a hotel and has come into the building. They, they don't want that. Um, so visitors. Yeah, visitors. So they, by default, if they have an event and they invite dozens of people over to use the community room they may or may not have access to, they now have a bunch of unauthorized guests. Yes. Okay, so, so when it comes to our buildings, um, we're not really set up for it. Either way, I mean, I, I'm not because of the size, uh, lack of real estate around the buildings. My, my places are really functional. They're quite utilitarian. You're here to sleep and be comfortable um, and tour the Twin Cities and go to the Mall of America, whatever it is you're, you're coming to the Minneapolis area for. And yours are, you know, pretty luxurious units, but they're not meant, again, for They're not set up parts. for events. Like, the only type of events that are allowed are if it's, like, let's say a guest and they're, uh, you know patrons that come with them you know all book a different unit in our building well mm -hmm. now they have all access to the amenities and they can use the community room for say i've seen it used for a gender reveal party okay so you, um, how, have you ever had the scenario where because i know you have some units in the same buildings right yes you've got a couple of buildings where you've got maybe half a dozen units under your management right yes have you ever had party one party two party three be able to s sync up their reservations where they then utilize the building to have the community room be there I've had the family one, family two, family three sync up reservations, and they're, and they're together, but not in the aspect of using the community room for an event. Gotcha. Um, okay. In the aspect of all, it just spending, happened to be that yeah, they were all there, all okay. spending a vacation okay. together, but not necessarily an event. Okay. So for the hosts that have a big enough place to host an event, um, that's totally optional. There are some people on Airbnb that are um, that are basically set up just for that. So let's say you've got. One of those country type, you know, I'm just going to throw the farmhouse, for instance. Yeah. You know, sitting on acreage. 
uh, and you're saying, yeah, you want to know what? Come on out. We're going to charge you, I don't know, making this up, 600 700 a night. And, you know, you got a five-night minimum. And you can have all your friends show up. They're designed to do that. They're going to get thousands of dollars for that booking for a couple of days or a week. And they're saying, yeah, there's acreage. You want to put up a tent? You want to have a wedding? We don't give a crap. You know, that I've seen that in... Uh, the Airbnb mastermind groups on Facebook. People have talked about that specifically being their niche. I will tell you right now, if you have the ability to set up a home, a property, acreage, space, and you're not in violation of any local regulations, HOA rules, or anything of that nature, you're going to be very unique, and you're going to probably be extremely successful. Um, well, not probably. You will be because you're in a niche. Okay, I once heard from a, a, a very respected motivational speaker that the uh, riches are in the niches. There's a reason people say that. So if you if you say to yourself, "Gosh, there's a ton of uh, Airbnb owners and and, and uh, managers that just absolutely don't allow events," you're you're right. There's going to be ninety percent plus of us that are going to be like, "Hell no, I'm yeah, not doing oftentimes not doing ev- events. events come with problems. Oh, so they I mean... absolutely come with problems. But again, if you're set up for them." Uh, and you've got all the stipulations in place to host them, you're going to be sitting by yourself on an island taking in all that money. Yep. Okay, and what do we always say? You can get that money. Get that money. So, I mean, there's some money to go get, guys. Yeah, absolutely. If you've got ability to host events and it's legal, let's talk about that super quick. If you're going to do it, be set up for it. There are HOAs to be con- you know, to be cognizant of. Uh, that's, that's Homeowners Association. So, Let's say you live in a nicer area or you have a property in a nicer area, but it's in a gated community, for instance, or you're on a private cul-de-sac or, and there's, there happens to be some real estate in a larger yard. Um, don't assume you can just do it. You have to check your HOA rules. There's condo rules like Lucas was talking about with his building. Uh, and then there's more important than anything, there's city ordinances. Um, in the city of Minneapolis, for instance, to hold what is referred to as an uh, an STR permit, a short-term rental permit. This is not a rental permit. That is a separate permit you already have to have. Um, To have a short-term rental license permit, it states explicitly 10 people maximum, no more. So that automatically rules out parties. Okay, that automatically rules out events. A 10-person event is is kind of more like a get-together. I wouldn't call it an event. Okay, what we're talking about is dozens and dozens of people showing up for, as you mentioned, like a wedding reception. Somebody comes yeah. in from the beach and they got 50 people they want to bring into your community room. It's not going to work. Correct. Okay, so make sure that the ordinances in your city uh, allow it. Um, if you have a nice property that you think you should be allowed to host events, maybe you've got the real estate for it and you're, you're in a larger urban area that, that has regulations, like I just mentioned, in place, you can apply for an actual uh, bed and breakfast or, or hotel license. Yeah. And that will negate uh, the STR permit requirement of 10 people or less. That will take it away. Now you're in a whole other stratosphere. You'll still have uh, all the other licensing required and be legal, but it won't fall under the umbrella of short-term rental. Yeah, you'll, you'll for, have for different our, regulations. For our condos, we fall under fire code and the right. HOA... Uh, follows whatever that fire code is for right. the city. So for the the two bedrooms, it's eight guests max in the unit. Whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> Three is 10 and four bedroom is 12. Gotcha. You know, and gotcha. so that's that's just, you know, and at that point, your place is just getting crowded. And, and especially for balconies, you yep. know, you don't want to put too many people on the balcony and, and not have a good thing happen there. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, balconies, they, they, uh, and you're in Florida. I don't want to talk too much about how things fall down in Florida because it's not a great uh, topic currently. Um, you guys will probably figure out, be able to figure out pretty easily when we recorded this <laughs> based on that statement. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, last thing on being set up for it. Um, I should just mention really quick, if you're not already carrying um, liability insurance uh, as, a, as a, an umbrella uh, insurance policy to your business of being an SDR owner slash manager, uh, you need to make sure you are covered there. You need to have the proper insurance over your place if you're going to willingly host events. And you, you'll need to talk to an insurance professional about that. I'm not going to sit and give insurance advice. Um, I, I have a general liability policy over my entire company. Um, it helps me sleep at night. We do have plans for a whole other episode regarding insurance, so I'm not going to get on a tangent today. Uh, but we're going to talk about things like safely and other things you can do as an owner to protect yourself. Um, Lucas has some wonderful personal stories about that stuff. Uh, but as it relates to events, be insured, be covered. And if you can host them, by all means, host them. And, and you're going you're gonna to crush it. Uh, absolutely. Um, now, that, that leads into a, uh, uh, another topic. Uh, what if you don't allow events like Lucas and I don't allow them? And uh, parties do happen. Then what? Well, first things first, it, it, it's nice to assume that you've got some neighbors and some other folks in the area that would alert you if that took place, right? Yes. Um, I know that you don't have to ask your neighbors to tell you. They just tell you. Yes. <laughs> they do. They... I'm, being, I'm being sarcastic, guys. <laughs> I, I get messages at all hours of the night, but that's because I go to each neighboring condo and I say, you know, this is my name. This is what I do. The unit next to you is becoming a rental. And uh, if you hear any noise or see anything suspicious going on, please give me a call or text uh, right. right away. And so. You, so you're inviting them to, to reach out to you. Um, give them your card, yep. right? Because yep. you're a real estate agent, so you've got a card. I'm a remodeler. I carry cards with me all the time, too. I, similar thing. Everybody in the neighborhoods know me around the, the rental properties. Um, and then in some of the buildings, uh, they're not fully 100% Airbnb. There's other there's other long-term tenants that live in some of them, and they are, by default, my automatic uh, alarm. Yeah. So Something's going you know, on. Yeah, when, I, Boom, when you know? I alert those neighboring units, it's kind of like, I don't want to go the round robin where they alert the condo association manager and then she has to call me, you know, because you don't want to talk to that That's person bad. in this world. That's bad. You, right. don't, you don't want that problem coming there. So it's better to just deal and work with the neighboring right. person and get things handled. Right. You, you, the, the telephone game of, hey, you know, so-and-so called me, so I called so-and-so and now I'm calling you. Uh, one, the story is going to be convoluted by the time it gets to you. We yeah. all know that. Number two, it's going to be the the drama and alert level is going to get increased every time it gets retold. Oh my gosh, what's happening over there? Pretty soon, you're expecting to see a bonfire on a balcony, and it's a couple of guys having some smokes, and the music's too loud. You know, it's, it's yeah. like, well, calm down. All right, what, what's really happening over Correct. there? Correct. Yep, get yep, the yep. direct information, cut the crap, and 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 get right to the meat of it. So, um, you know, and, and and when you do have a party that takes place that's unauthorized and you're not able to host an event, um, you know, how you deal with it um, is actually a whole other episode we've got coming up. I don't know if we'll get to it on the next one or, or a couple down the way, but we, we are planning how to uh, do a do a whole episode on how to deal with uh, guests and, 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 you know, possibly contentious situations when you've got to do some problem solving. Um, but I, I will just tell you this right now. If you do have that happen, uh, be ready to go over there in person or have an agent with boots on the ground to go over there and put an end to it. Because as Lucas just mentioned, if if he has a unit that is only allowed to have 8, 10, or 12 people in it, and I'm under the similar you know restrictions as far as number of people are allowed in the buildings, um, and I allow it, and Lucas allows it to go on, 
once he's informed, once I'm informed that there's more than, you know, 10 people in a building in Minneapolis, I now assume liability. Okay, yep. so you have to end that party the moment you become aware of it because you have culpability at that moment. Okay, and you need to explain that to the guests. This has to end. You cannot be here. If you need to end the stay and cancel it, um, you'll need to reach out to Airbnb right away to do so um, or VRBO and, and say, we're, we're canceling the rest of the stay. And, you know, you, you have broken house rules, et cetera, and go through that process. Um, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother problem. Yep. That's a whole nother thing to deal with. Um, we hope it doesn't happen to you, but you know what? Listen, you, you, you can't be in any business without there being challenges. If you think you're going to get in this business and nobody's ever going to break a rule, you're dead wrong. Okay. And if you think this is a great business for you and you just, you just hope that humanity is so honest and going to not, you know, skirt your rules and do things behind your back you're dead wrong you're gonna be let down <laughs> that's that's the only way to describe that you're gonna be let down people yeah. break the rules and uh you know it, it commonly i see it as along the line of you know they feel they paid for it and they can do what they want right um, and that's just not the case and you kind of have to set things straight yeah there there is uh there is a, somewhat a sense of entitlement to some folks that come in as guests and they're like you know especially with lucas's places the price point that he's in, which is highly justified because of the demand and the quality of the places, you know, folks stay at some of those units and they say, well, look how much I paid. I can do this. I can do that. I can, I can have a couple of people or I can do whatever I want. And that, that is a um, very common affliction amongst folks that, that, you know, come in and, and break the rules. Um, hopefully you guys don't experience much of that, but um, we're just, you know, like we've said from the first episode, we don't filter here. <laughs> we're going to tell you how it is. We're not here to sugarcoat anything and give the idea that this is um, in any way, shape, or form super easy. Um, there are days where I don't have problems. There's several days where I don't have problems. Uh, there's weeks that go by and I'm like, haven't had any issues. But then all of a sudden you find out the basement of one of your properties is filled with sewage because the line is backed up. You got a problem on your hands, okay? This is real life. Yeah, yep. uh, I could I could say a, a bad joke there, but I won't. But crap happens, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it happens. Um, and then you got you to gotta know who to call and fix the problem. So just don't forget that, guys. Things are going to happen. And in terms of these events and parties, if you allow them, great. Make some money on it. If you don't. Be prepared for people to break your rules, but you know, have your have your plan in you know in place to respond to the issue and resolve it. So, with that, um, we will move on to the next episode. Um, uh, that that should be good. You got anything else to add? Yeah. Well, no. Just make sure you go like and subscribe to the podcast and uh, for future episodes, and uh, you know, just check it out and keep up to date with us, and we'll keep informing you Perfect. about the process. Absolutely. All right, guys. In the meantime, go get that money. Go get that money. Thanks for listening to the Vacation Rental Insiders podcast. Please remember to rate us so other smart people just like you can find us. And hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be the best host you can be.